0: and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mark Groves podcast. Today I'm coming at you live from a office, a co-working space in Lethbridge, Alberta. I'm visiting my parents and I was looking for a co-working space and there wasn't anything except for I, I learned that the Alberta Treasury branch, which is a bank in Alberta, has a free space for entrepreneurs to use in a bunch of the cities in Alberta. But I was shocked to find out that they had one in Lethbridge and very few people are here. So if you're an entrepreneur in Lethbridge or you know one, this is a great space. I couldn't believe it. Coffee, water, all the things that you would want in a space. So I just wanted to give my gratitude and a shout out to that company for offering this for the community. I mean, what a gift. And it's given me this chance to have a conversation that I've wanted to have, that I feel like I've come to a completion on an aspect of my journey of reintegration in terms of some of my learnings from the last three years. I've wrote out what I wanted to say because one, I wrote it so that I could get all my thoughts out in an organized way. And writing really helps me do that. And also so I could put it in a newsletter format so that also you'd be able to read it for some of us. That's a better way to learn. You're obviously watching or listening to the podcast right now. And so I wanna read it out to you and I'll elaborate a little more on it. I did this because I wanted you to get more understanding of my own process in terms of what it means to be reintegrated and the word integration or integrate or integrity coming from the word whole. So to return to wholeness or to restore wholeness, however you might wanna see it. And I feel like we're always on the journey of doing that, of finding a way of stepping more into the potential that we have, learning something about ourselves and then doing something for ourselves. So I'm gonna read that now with hopes that it resonates for you and gives you some clarity on your own journey. When I interviewed psychotherapist Britt Frank, who is the author of The Science of Stuck, she mentioned how when we feel frozen in a pattern and unable to change, it's because of a trauma response. We're in the freeze part of fight, flight, freeze, fawn. From a biological perspective, we don't move forward because our nervous system doesn't have the capacity to take more steps and let what was die. The known is currently too scary, and so is the unknown, which is quite a conundrum, isn't it? I look back at the last three years and feel like I've found myself there, in that space between, not allowing myself to fully let go of what was and give birth at the same time, to what is trying to make its way into my experience. I see that from a place of compassion, unable to let go of the familiar, yet recognizing that old tools will not build a new life. It's easy to fall in love with what's comfortable, isn't it? It's easy to allow ourselves to hover in what is desperately waiting to die and at the same time be born. And yet, in staying frozen, it just inflicts pain and suffering upon us. To know we want and need to move forward, yet doing anything but that, Oh my lord, that's pain. And that pain is very real. For me, this context is my work and aligning all parts of myself. And for you, it might be an interpersonal relationship. Maybe a relationship to substances, your body, food, or even social media. Maybe your purpose is gnawing at you to be stepped towards. I remember the saying, indecision is decision. That tracks, doesn't it? I definitely feel that. To stay suspended in a pattern is a choice. And yet, sometimes it feels like any other choice is just too much. I think it's important to honor two things in these circumstances. One, we must not rush our transformation. The need to gather more information, resources, and be resourced before we act is important. To do what we need to do to prepare for leaps. And to not use the excuse of incessant information gathering as a reason to not become what is being asked of us. And number two, To be in freeze is a survival strategy. So instead of meeting it with shame and disgust, we need to meet it with grace and compassion. It got you and I where we are, so let's love it while we leave it behind. I'm a firm believer that everything happens at the perfect time. And I think we can recognize when that time to act has moved by because the pain of not taking action starts to show up as anxiety or depression, shows up as addictions and self-sabotage, Physically, it manifests as inflammation in our bodies, gut issues, skin issues, heart issues, and so on. We start to get physical symptoms that are saying, listen, create, become. But before we leap and step into alignment, we want to know the end mission. We want to know every detail about how it's going to go and what it's going to look like. But you don't get that. You get a feeling. You get a nudge. You get a call. You get a pull. You get clocks with 1111, 111, 222, 333, 444, 555. You get miracles trying to push you to believe. You get songs, and maybe you get this podcast. A lot of us stay on this edge of inaction because we're afraid of all the things we're going to lose if we leap. And that's because those things are measurable. We can see them. They exist in our life today. But what you and I can't see is what is waiting for us. What we can't see is what is possible, and how aligning with the truth is the most contagious thing in the world. How you getting unstuck liberates, or even at least invites, the liberation of others. You may be thinking, but no one has ever believed in me. I don't even believe in me. Well, I believe in you, and that's one. And if you decide to get on board with believing in yourself, that's two. And two is a team. As is so wonderfully said, borrow my belief in you until you believe in you. I don't know where this path is going to take you or I, but I do know that I'm done with having a conversation about me being split. As Elizabeth Gilbert said, I've never seen any life transformation that didn't begin with the person in question finally getting tired of their own bullshit. While I'm there, and I'm done with playing smaller than I'm capable of playing. I'm done staying in a prison that I've created. I can blame you. I can blame the circumstances of the world. I can blame social media. Shit, I can find so many people and things to blame. But you know what blame does? It robs you and me of our power. No matter what circumstances found you here, here you are. And it's the perfect time. And you and I are in the perfect place. For what, you might ask? To come fully alive, to become unfrozen, to stop choosing to wound ourselves and not believe in ourselves. I think in some ways I'm afraid of what is possible for me as I step out of this pattern. I think you might be too. Will you be able to hold the power that inhabits your soul? Will you be able to process the grief and anger that comes with knowing you have potential that you have said no to? I ask you that as I ask myself. The best version of you already exists. You just have to step into it. The difference between an acorn and an oak tree is that the tree has already become, and yet its totality simultaneously exists within the smallness of the seed. You are that acorn and you are that tree. And what I mean by that is more will always be asked of you. Your growth will never stop. This is not the demonstration of your inadequacies, but rather the evidence of your possibilities. Nature doesn't question this. The acorn doesn't believe it's not enough because it's not a tree. Yet, if it rejected its mission, our world would be left less beautiful. And you, not stepping towards what is being asked of you, is robbing us all of getting to witness you in full bloom. The world needs you this way. It needs me this way. I forgot that for a moment. I have forgotten the depths of my grief that my suffering was actually serving me, that the circumstances that have unfolded are exactly what I've needed to build the skills and knowledge and wisdom to walk my sacred path in this lifetime. And yet I could sit with that the forgetting is necessary in order to remember one cannot exist without the other. So I ask you, what have you forgotten? What do you need to remember? As Ram Das says, we're all just walking each other home. Honored to walk alongside you. And this podcast is to let you know that I am no longer split. I am aligned and I am aligning. My work is far beyond the beautiful and narrow box of relationships. It's about stepping into and guiding others to step into their fullest potential to strive for mastery in every facet of their life, and yet live in the paradox that mastery is never fully available. I love exploring the complexities of this human experience. And it is my mission to help translate those complexities into manageable steps that make sense. Here's to me making more sense of this part of the journey, upgrading my software and giving my soul a louder voice. And here's to trusting. My Instagram account, create the love and my other account, it's Mark Groves will no longer exist separately. I'll be posting all of my passionate desires, thoughts and feelings and opinions on create the love. I will be talking about all the things. And if that feels aligned for you, I'm so excited. If it feels like our journey is complete, what a beautiful opportunity to wish one another love, that a relationship can change and hold difference and love still be present. So with that said, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Mark Groves. It's nice to meet you again and again and again. Things are gonna get a little wilder and deeper here. Chat soon. So I wrote that because I wanted to express that I'm tired of having the same conversation. I've spoken about the recognition of my own martyrdom. And, you know, you just, as that quote from Elizabeth Gilbert said, is like, you just get tired of your own shit. You get tired of living in the same story. You want a different story. You want to create something. You realize that the suspension in inaction is really sabotage is really not you allowing yourself to actually become everything, maybe because we're afraid we're going to get rejected or whatever it is. But you know, I talk a lot about if you're afraid you're going to get rejected for who you truly are, and so you don't become who you truly are, or give birth to you or express who you truly are, then you're actually participating in the rejection, you become the source of the rejection, you're projecting it onto other people, blaming other people for the fact that you haven't stepped towards what you're afraid of, which that's why I said I can blame anybody, I can blame anything. But at the end of the day, it's my inaction call, call it from the experience of being traumatized in pain, suffering, that can, the pathology can be found, but it actually the pathology, although the context is helpful, it actually doesn't matter. And what I mean by that is, I know that I need to change, I know that I need to let go of this story that's heavy, it feels stuck, it feels like it's living in my gut, you know, it's like, Ugh because it's victimy, It's like that spot within my lower chakra system. It's like, ah, first, second chakra. It's like roots, connection. How do you move up the system if you're stuck in one place? You can't, right? This is the commitment that that conversation's done. That conversation's done and it's about how do we create possibility, unity, dive into conversations that, you know, on the podcast I've dove into conversations that are way beyond just romantic relationships. My journey is really about when I look at it, yeah, the vehicle can often be relationship patterns. I'm going to help you find whatever pattern you have and to find these in different areas of our lives, all these opportunities to see where the stickiness is, where the frustrations are, where the opportunities really live. So this is really about how do we become the best possible version of ourselves through all the feedback that we get from our lives, through all the possible ways that we can actually learn how to step towards optimizing who we are and what's possible for us. We have all these different vehicles we can do that through. But what I find is the reflection of relationship, being, and when I say relationship, you are in relationship with everything that's not you, right? So that's why we can find it in our relationship to food. That's why I talk about the relationship to sugar, our relationship to our bodies, our relationship to movement, When we are soothing with things like sugar, we're not feeling something because we don't know how to be with that feeling. But if we could be with that feeling by removing the sugar, stay a little longer there, remove these things that are our escapes from ourselves. Because if we can be with the feelings that we've been taught are not okay to be with, um, are not positive emotion, then we can actually allow ourselves to grow and step into that fullness. You know, if you think there's an aspect of yourself, let's say it's like a little pie, and 80% of it, you're like, yeah, but there's a 20 that you don't want to look at that's being covered by alcohol, that's being covered by dysfunctional relationships, your defensiveness, your stonewalling, your ghosting, your picking unavailable people, you know, your use of drugs. If you can remove that thing you're escaping with, you now have the feeling to fill that pie that 20% is now available to you. Instead of being afraid of it, you turn towards it with curiosity and compassion. And I see the same thing within myself of like, there's a part that I was afraid to confront, uh, afraid to fully embody. I think because I had to develop a deeper sense of compassion to even embody that for the ways that I felt dehumanized, etc but also to recognize that everyone's got a challenging journey and story. Everyone in every aspect of every dialogue of every ideology of every oppositional view has a story. They have context that goes to their choices and who they're being and why they're being that way. And so I'm recording this and making a commitment that I'm done with that story. I'm not split anymore. I have no interest in living two different lives and having two different places of self-expression. You know, because the conversation about how we can be captured by ideologies and our own righteousness and virtuosity is the same conversation as how we can be captured in our own egos within romantic relationships. It's all the same stuff. It's like, can we be with another person who holds a different view, a different story, This is the same of the relationship to money that two people bring into a relationship, the relationship to conflict that two people bring into a relationship. That's the micro version of the meta that you and I are all on the journey of. what a beautiful thing to say, I'm no longer split. I feel it. And I feel the integrity and the commitment that comes with the public declaration because I'm witnessing the part of myself that has felt victimized, not making it wrong, but saying, Hey, like, you're not driving the car anymore. You're not the one in charge. That's why so much of my exploration has been in this area, because I'm trying to find it myself, I'm trying to find my way out of the darkness, the heaviness. And now you know, you can feel the light emerging, you can feel the conversations happening, you can feel the ferocious willingness to stand within one's own view within one's own perspective, but be compassionate and curious about others. When we're compassionate and curious about other people's perspectives, we allow a little more flexibility and curiosity to our own. They develop less rigidity when we're not afraid to look at them. Because if I'm afraid to look at them or them be wrong because I identify with them, it means that I'm afraid that a self will no longer exist without them. But if your self is not attached to ideologies, then your self it just is. And it is constantly curious and seeking more information to become the best version of itself, to find love and connection and a bridge in every interaction we can have. And remember, at the end of the day, preaching compassion is not preaching tolerance, and that means tolerance for our own behaviors that are not compassionate, that are not leading us towards the life we want to create. So I'm on the journey of how do I create the best possible fucking life for myself? How do I create Time for the things that really matter, relationships, my son, my dog, my wife, my friends, you, these conversations, this podcast, the work I love, being in person with you, navigating the challenges of life together with community. I mean, each one of you who listens to this, who watches this, you are someone who gives a shit about your life. You care about being introspective about how you show up to life. How beautiful is that? Have you taken a moment Like take it right now, just to put your hand on your heart and just, yeah, like you care. You're showing up to the challenges of life with curiosity. Oh man, like what a gift that is to be with that, the grief that comes with that, the anger that comes with that, the love that comes with that. If you master relationships, you'll master life. And that relationship is anything that is outside of who you are. It's all providing information for transformation. And I am here for that. The thing that I'm going to be focusing on more is one, in-person events. I really wanna do a lot more in-person things because as things get more digital, I wanna get more analog. There's something truly transformational when a bunch of nervous systems get together and go through change. And we can obviously facilitate that through digital groups too. And there's something deeper that comes alive too when you're in person. The next thing I'm launching from this embodied place, I'm going to take 10 humans on a journey like no other. We're going to get together for nine months, two calls a month as a group, one with me and one with a guest teacher every month, some of the best teachers in the world. And we're going to bring alive and we're going to focus on positive disruption, about disrupting patterns, disrupting systems, disrupting ourselves, bringing alive Something that we've been holding on to. Each person bringing alive the fullness of themselves. Maybe it's their work. Maybe it's a mission. Maybe it's philanthropy. Maybe it's stepping more fully into their voice. Maybe it's healing things. This is going to be a deeply immersive community. And there's only 10 spots. And if this feels like something you're called towards, I want it to feel like a hell yes. If it feels like, oh, man, I've been waiting to do something like that, you want to work more in person with me, there's going to be two three day luxury retreats included in it as well. And we're going to be going to beautiful places to go through beautiful transformations with a community of like minded people. want to change the world and change their lives and change how they show up to the world. And this is about not just transformation relationally, uh, but actually in every aspect of our lives. How do we step into full integrity in every area of our lives and full possibility and potential of what we're capable of in every aspect of ourselves? I mean, that's no small task, but I'm not here for small tasks. So again, if that resonates for you, it sounds like something you are really wanting to learn about, there's an application process. You can go to markgroves.com slash mastermind and you can put your email in there and you'll get the application. I'm looking forward to walking alongside you if that feels like an alignment for you. And if it doesn't, all good. Maybe there'll be something in the future that does feel aligned for you. Either way, what I want to be the takeaway message of this episode is that one, I'm done effing around. And two, I love how I'm not swearing in that moment. And two, that I want you to be done too. That it's time It's time. We gotta stop being afraid of what's possible for us and start to move towards possibility from a place of excitement and curiosity, not fear. Much love.